This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Shipped same-day delivery gives you more time for what you actually want to do this winter, like brushing it at the gym or cranking up the oven to bake your heart out. To get more time this winter, visit ships.com slash winter. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash winter. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. devil are we it's friday night which would normally mean preview night <sighs> international break no leicester city game and with that in mind the preview show becomes a football show this is leicester till i die tv you are watching and listening to the football show on leicester till i die tv with chris and chums it certainly is, and tonight we're going to have a look at a couple of subjects. Um, 
England, like I've said, played last night. I'd forgotten they were on. I, I didn't see the first half. I think I, I put it on at about 10, 15 minutes into the second half. and only had it on the computer here while I was doing stuff on air. Is anybody bothered about England anymore? I mean, if we can't get out of the group that we're in, for the qualifiers, whether it's Euros or World Cup, we should just pack up and go home, shouldn't we? There's no Leicester players in it. At least if there's a Leicester player in it, there's an excuse to watch it. That's going to be the first half of the show. Second half of the show, it's the FA Cup. It is. We are on the way to Wembley. We are. We're going to Wembley. We should be careful what we wish for, but we've got Southampton. And we'll be having a look at uh, Leicester City in the FA Cup in the second half of the show. And uh, is it our year? Are we going to be the bride and not the bridesmaid? We can't go. We can't get to Wembley and lose it for a fifth time in a row, can we? Uh, well, this is Leicester City. Going to say good evening to Jason. Good evening, Jason. How the devil are you, sir? I hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. Well, like I say, it's Friday night. It's not quite five o'clock. It's not quite Cracker Jack. But talking to being crackers, let me bring my chat chum colleague in, Craig, and say good evening to you, Craig. Cracker Jack. Oh, sorry, wrong. <laughs> so, um, here's, 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 here's your cauliflower cabbage. That was it. Here's your cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think there was a few playing for England the other night, to be honest. But, um, oh. yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello, oh. Chris. Um, yeah, I wasn't watching much myself either. Yeah. Um, Jason's well, which, which is good. And just a quick reminder... Uh, if you are watching us, you can catch us on all the usual places. Facebook, uh, Leicester Till I Die, the group. Twitter, at Leicester TID. And on the old YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you're on there, please give us a subscribe. I mean, I'd forgotten it was on. I've got to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I will come on to should we or shouldn't we at the moment anyway, but... Personally, yes, obviously, you know, if we get to a final, I'd want us to win. That goes without saying. But I'm not interested in England anymore. I find it a real turn-off. Um, yeah, I mean, it was having this conversation um, at work today as well. And I must admit, last night, uh, um, to be honest, I was more interested in, in popping outside, looking up at the night skies and watching the International Space Station go over. That was more exciting. <laughs> uh, um, I I tapped into England uh, for a couple of minutes here and there, and even that was a hard, hard watch. Um, it's just the problem is in in the qualifiers, you'll probably get one or two interesting games, and the rest is just beating you know the the, the dross of Europe. Unfortunately, mm. it's it's probably time to have a look at it and uh, and try and change things up again. We're always talking about. There's too many games, yet we yeah. we end up playing. Not only it used to be that we had meaningless friendlies; these days yeah. we have meaningless qualifiers. Um, so I think there has to be a way. I've got a little bit of an idea of how we could do it, but I think there has to be a way of um, of trying to reduce the number of meaningless games. Yeah. Well, I, I put the caption up there. If you're watching club or country, let us know. Are you? 
bothered about England, you know, don't you? And as I say, I got excited when we were in the semi-finals. Of course I did. But like Craig said, there's so much dross going out there at the moment. There are too many games and... You know, may, maybe the smaller club, the smaller clubs, the smaller teams that aren't in such competitive leagues, no disrespect to them as, as like England, Spain, France, Germany, should be pl having playoffs. I mean, this is our England World Cup qualifying group because we played, that was a world, apparently that was a World Cup qualifier we played last night. And then we've got some Euro, oh, you know, God knows what's going on. But San Marino, I mean, you know, if we can't beat San Marino, Let's, you know, let's pack up and go and sort of, you know, <laughs> go fishing. You know what I mean? It, it's, and, and, you know, 5 0, so what? You know, it was a case of we should beat them at 5 0. God knows what we were playing in. It certainly wasn't the colour that I've ever seen England playing <laughs> before. I can't, you know, again, England to me are red and white. Those are the two colours on the flag. Those are the two shirts that we normally have. Yes, I know we do it because we want to sell shirts. But, you know, like you said there, in our group, we've got Albania. They're actually second at the moment. They could be our – Albania could be our toughest game. Poland, which obviously mm. will be. Hungary, Andorra, San Marino. I mean, there's there's 10 games we've got to play in that group <laughs> to get to a World Cup, which is going to be stuck yeah. in the middle of the bloody desert <laughs> in December. <laughs> I mean, you know – Set Blatter's, I know he's been banned from football for six years or whatever. It should be 66 years. But I just can't get it. You know, and I look at those games, even Poland. And, I, you know, you look, we've got a bit of a history with Poland. Obviously, they knocked us out the World Cup in, in 74. But is there any of those games get you slightly sal salivating at the thought of the games, Greg? Uh, not really, Chris. And, and call me intuitive, but I've got a feeling that you're not a fan. Um, it's uh, it's you know playing in blue, playing in blue was interesting last night. I mean, if they'd have come out and said um, we're playing in blue to support the NHS, maybe maybe that's what they should have said. You know, made it you know at least there was a reason for it. But in terms of the games, I mean, no, I mean Poland. You know, a couple of those will be. Um, tough games and we know Gareth Southgate will make some of the others tough as well um, because I'm not yeah. a fan so probably don't get me started on Gareth Southgate um, but I think you know there's got to be a way I mean I, I, I had a thought um, it happens once every six months so I had a thought um, <laughs> that um, you know let's try and lose one lot of qualifiers for the elite nations now i know a lot of people talk about you know the the lesser team should do pre-qualifying my thought would be now to get into the champions league is based on your performance in your domestic league so for the world cup if there's x number of qualifying spaces for the european teams why not make it the best performing teams from the Europe from the Euros so that becomes the qualifier that means that you won't then need to do any World Cup qualifying you, it's based on how you did in your own uh, region's major tournament the same could happen for the African Cup of Nations best performers there take the slots same in the uh, uh, in the CONCACAF in the South America and all that so 
you're almost losing one set, but it's based on you playing the same sort of European teams anyway. But what it means is that the elite ones will make uh, would get automatic qualification. You still have your European Championship um, qualifiers, but that's when everybody gets an opportunity to get into the Euros themselves. But yeah. for me, that means one tournament leads into qualification for the next and you lose all the World Cup qualifiers. To be honest with you, that actually, I don't think it will ever happen because it actually makes sense. And that's, the, that's the thing with FIFA, do you know what I mean? And I suppose again, we, we all know what it's down to. It's down to the already's, isn't it? You know, and and the money that will be lost from that. But it does make total sense because I mean, Mob and Jason both made the point. But just bring Mob's back up here. And good evening to you, Rob. Don't watch the qualifiers, but love the Euros and World Cup, Rob. I'm 100% in agreement with you there, you know. And surely, you know, San Marino must look at that. What's the incentive for them, you know? You know that if it all goes, and I know football's not played on paper, but that should be England and Poland being the, the top two. Yeah, we, 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 we yeah. can, you know, that, see that. So Albania, Hungary, Andorra, San Marino, unless there's a big huge shock and because of the way the groups are set out the groups have been designed now so that there isn't shocks and that's yeah. the thing you know the the design so i mean you know that world cup i'd be interested a bit more um if italy were in there with us you know or, yeah. or portugal you know which used to happen years ago and it could be that one of the big teams actually as we've been there a few times as england fans got knocked out but for San Marino and Andorra, let's say, if they're in a playoff or, or they've got a chance to go from their qualifying group into the main group, and I'm sure you're not telling me that they're playing 50-odd games a season, <laughs> you know, in their leagues, they very much, it's an incentive for them as well, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, you don't, I mean, San Marino aren't necessarily going to get better by playing England. What they will no. get better is playing more, more competitive games against the teams that are in and around them and just just ahead of them in world rankings, you know, because they can yeah. see incremental things. Getting tonked every game can't be good for the morale of anybody, to be honest. You know, mm -hmm. I, I do understand from their perspective, when there's fans in, it's a huge thing, you know, for when England go and play in San Marino or, or yeah. Albania or whatever, and it brings money in and revenue. I, I, I do understand that. But, you know, if, if you still keep the qualifiers for the Euros, then they'll get that sort of uh, that injection. They'll, they'll get it once rather than twice in a four-year cycle. But when we look at the FA Cup, you know, you know there's pre-qualifying to get to the competition proper. So there's no reason why th there shouldn't be a similar thing um, in the Euros, but I just think you know using the Euros as um, as that uh, qualifier for the World Cup makes sense. I'm going to say every region who submits teams and gets teams into the World Cup has their own national regional championship anyway. As I say, like the African Cup of Nations, the Concacaf have their uh, Copa Libertadores or uh, whatever it is, uh, and we have the Euros. So we're all doing these things. It just seems silly to have then another set of qualifiers after that.
I can't hear you now, Chris. Ah, I'm with you. Yeah, so, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what other people think on that, um, whether they agree that um, there are other ways to do it. Maybe some people like all the qualifiers. You know, I can understand, as I said, that um, that lesser nations do like their, their sort of day in the sun and it's their big game, pretty much like, uh, you know, in the FA Cup, uh, a lower league team pulling one of the big boys. I, I do get that. But I think there has to be uh, a way of looking at it that, uh, that reduces the number of games what would be the the most um annoying thing is that we reduce the the qualifiers and then they're filled up with meaningless friendlies which we know you know that uh that we're more than likely to do but i think there has to be some way of looking at it and trying to reduce it i think um the fa there tried to silence me can you hear me now yeah i can hear you chris I'm back. Technology never worked with uh, animals, children, or computers. I'll tell you. Um, I'm back from outer space, as they literally say. But now, like I said, I, I do, I do get a total point of what you are saying. Um, mm. biggest, <laughs> Rob says the biggest thing in Albania was Norman Wisdom, <laughs> and like you said, I, th I think he was playing for England last night. I'll tell you. I'm going to say good evening to Rob, uh, to Lee Lockwood. Sorry. Um, never watch friendlies or qualifiers, not interested. Fed up with us picking so called big team players, would rather have hungry youngsters. I mean, that, that's another argument regarding. I mean, we can't agree always on picking a Leicester team, and we've got you know to pick 11 players out of a possible 25. You're trying to pick an England team, and of course, we all think our own players are better than others. Um, and I was listening at the moment because. It is, I mean, you know, you remember the, the golden years under Sven when, you know, we had the golden generation. <laughs> we've we've kind of got that now. Mm. And like I say, you know, you're, you're not a fan of Gareth Southgate. Personally, I think he's better than, than what we've had in the past. Um, but it, it, I just get to the point where... You do look like Eric Dyer. I mean, how the hell does a player like that get in the team? Um, I, I just... I... The... I think um, I think Eric Dyer's on sound control, Chris, because he's cut you off again. Um, but I, I agree. We, um, we had a little go. A couple of us had a go at... Um, picking a 23-man a, a squad uh, today. And uh, I managed to narrow it down to 29. Um, and at that point, it only had four defenders in. So, you know, we have got a, uh, a plethora of, of riches, particularly in the forward areas in midfield. Uh, and the guy, the guy who, did, um, who did this with me, he, he tried picking him. Is, uh, and he didn't have room for uh, for Madison uh, nor Barnes in his final 23 because we have so many really, really good and young players um, uh, available now. So 
what I would say is, though, the, the, the problem here is, particularly in these um, uh, qualifiers, is that he's had to pick a squad for three games. Now, one of these three games is going to be a tough one against Poland. So I can understand a little bit, and I'll give him a little bit of uh, leeway, Southgate, for the squad that he's picked. But I don't know what he learnt about Raheem Sterling last night that he didn't already know or what he learnt about half of, half of the players he played. He did give other people a chance. He gave Lingard a, a chance and Lingard played well. Mason Mount, again. But, you know, when it comes to the big games, are those players going to actually force their way in? My biggest issue with uh, with Southgate is the fact that he, he, he has his favourites and it doesn't matter. He, he talks about selecting teams and squads based on form. Yeah, it'll be the same old players. You know damn well it'll be the same old players. I don't, uh, I don't see Raheem Sterling ripping up any trees this season. Yet yeah, he's there. He's a, he's a starter. Um, so Southgate, for me, as I say, any anybody who plays with two holding midfielders um, is a no-no. I, I don't get it at all. He seems to be. He's a defensive man, so he's defence first. Um, and I, I don't, I can't see us winning anything with him. I know we got to the semi-finals uh, in the last World Cup, but you can make an argument for did we actually beat anyone of any substance? And when we came up against any decent teams, we were found wanting. So uh, it'd be interesting to know what uh, what uh, viewers think of Southgate and whether he's the man to take us forward. There aren't a lot of options, um, I must admit. But you do get the feeling that the FA want more of a uh, a corporate man. You know, the fact that uh, we're now in the Euro, uh, under-21 Euros are going on at the moment and we played our first game, uh, group game against Switzerland and managed to lose. Who's in charge of that team? It's A.D. Boothroyd, uh, a man who um, did really well at perfecting failure in his club career. But somehow... He gets to be in charge of um, all our our young crop of our crop of youngsters at under twenty one level. So this whole hierarchy of bringing sort of yes people through Southgate's the latest in the line. God forsaken, you know, if, if Boothroyd was uh, was the next one, it needs someone to come and shake it up for me. Someone to come and take this golden generation forward and actually look like we might win something. I'm back, I think. Am I, am I working now? You are back, Chris. Don't know for how long. Make the most of me. Craig, thank you so much. For, for, <laughs> I, get it. I, I think you're on a, a Southgate rant there, but I had to totally, uh, a, bit, a bit like my sex life, I had to come out, have a bit of a break and go back in again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that'll, get, that'll get edited out. Don't worry, it's not live. Um, no. <laughs> um, what, what do we do, though, to... To, to sort of because like you say and whoever's England manager you know like I say again f- fans can't you know get behind the manager of the club then you know you're not going to get 100 odd clubs agreeing on the manager of, of England um, what do you think needs to be done because you know we've gone down the um, foreign you know um, coach path if you like and you know Sven and we, we, we joke about Sven but you know we got two quarterfinals in the World Cup and not I think we did possibly the same in the Euro so it wasn't a bad period for us you know 
we, we've done the British coach again with with Sam Allardyce, and that was a mitigated disaster, wasn't it? <laughs> Although he, he has he did sort of leave with a hundred percent record. I I don't know <laughs> what we do and what you do to shake it up. Is there certainly from an interest point of view too many games? If there was less games, would we be mm. more likely to be interested? I think so. I mean. I uh, I think England fans are are interested when they know it's competitive. You know hmm. that. Uh, I mean, did anybody early, watch that England game? Did Did anybody watch that England game thinking, "Wow, there's a chance that we might not win this, or we might <laughs> not win by less than five, or hmm. I may learn something about one of these players that I've never seen before"? There was absolutely no reason to watch that game other than to have it on in the background uh, in case something amazing happened and uh, and uh, San Marino had a Stuart Pearce moment and actually scored. But I was going to mention you know, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apart from, you know, I don't know what we do in terms of... I, I've always thought that the England manager's job is a job for someone at the end of their career where they've, they've got all their experience. They don't necessarily need to be... Uh, you know, be on the training ground day in, day out. They've got all the knowledge and experience. And towards the end of their career, they've come with that level of um, CV that commands respect from the players. And it becomes something special. Southgate, to me, wants to be their pal, you know. And he may very well get a tune out of them. He, he may well do that. But, you know, whether it is somebody like an Arsene Wenger or, or something like that, who's, who's done it all, seen it all, but is still... You know, wants to play football in the right way. You know, likes to give youth its chance. Um, somebody like that, because I think if you just have the conveyor belt of people who have been through the FA system, you're going to get nobodies. Um, you're going to get people who have not really had any success in either winning a tough game, you know, mm. uh, or playing in tournaments or whatever. Who, who knows? what it's like to go into a really tough game and set a, a team up to get through it. You know, so for me, I, I think you have to go with experience. Um, I know we've done that in the past, as you say, with um, the people we've gone through for. But for me, they, they, they were, Capello and, and Ericsson weren't there for the right reasons. They were there for a paycheck, to be honest. Yeah. Um, they weren't there to develop England and, and bring some success. Let, let me ask you this question. It, it isn't a quiz question, but just to see if you if you know, because I had I could not have named any of these, and um, and I'm going to ask Craig because if anybody's watching, they're probably going to Google it as, as I have done here. But apparently, in June, we've got three UEFA Euro, whatever they're calling it these days, UEFA oh. Euro games, D group stage, three matches in our group. Do you know who the um, well the three teams are that we're playing? Is that the uh, the League of Nations or the Cup of Nations? So the League of Nations may have been something different, but I think it's that sort of yeah. <laughs> we it's, had that at one stage. That, that Is that still going? Is that now the Euros? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the tournament that they they created on the back of a fag packet mm. um, yeah. uh, to to try and get rid of meaningless friendlies uh, and just created. Uh, meaningless competitive games instead. So I'm not sure who we've got. We've probably got Croatia again. Um, you know, to be honest, I, I, I really I really don't know. 
In fact, I mean, no, it, it, it wasn't a test, like I say, because I you you've got no. one right there, and it's one more than I would have got. Um, we've got Croatia, Scotland, and the Czech Republic. Um, three <laughs> three uh, yeah, games yeah. in the week and in the middle of June. Now, someone somebody said, and, and and I hate to use the S word on one of my shows, but I'm I'm going to have to. So I'm going to apologise to so those of a, of a nervous disposition. Cover your ears, but Scotland. Now, they, um, wasn't the S word you were thinking of? They they're playing Israel. In this World Cup, they've got they had Israel in about the last four tournaments. We've had Croatia in I don't know how many recent tournaments, and that's the problem. Yes, you're not necessarily playing teams of your own standard, but it's the same ones all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'd much be, I'd much rather, you know, if we if we throw that, that League of Nations joke of nations, whatever it is, and hmm. you know, if. Um, um, if whoever's in charge, Infantini or whatever his name is, uh, is is watching. I, I know he watches on a regular basis, usually off catch up. Um, yeah. But uh, if uh, if he's looking at it, yeah. If he says, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's get rid of um, the World Cup qualifiers and we'll take uh, the individual uh, regions tournament as the qualifiers," I'd love to see. The home nations back now you know and, and there's probably a lot of football fans younger football fans who who don't remember the fact that every year england scotland wales and ireland used to play each other now that was a lot more interesting because there was the local rivalry on it it was nothing it's a bit like the you know the the league of nations and, and uh, not the league of nations sorry the six nations and uh I know there's there's probably a few rugby fans watching, and 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 we all know what a meaningless tournament that is when England don't win it. But you know the home nations was um, was a really interesting one because it was players yeah. that you would see in the Premier League anyway, week in week out. There was that little bit of local rivalry, and that was much more interesting than us playing San Marino on a cold, wet Tuesday night in whatever the capital of San Marino. And if if they, if they bring that back when and and we play Scotland in Scotland, we might be able to go and get our goalposts back. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> those of us of a certain age, but totally an excellent point there because yeah, if we were playing Scotland tomorrow, and mm -hmm. do do I hate Scotland only in a footballing term? You know, I'm I'm not one. I, if England get knocked out the World Cup. Scotland are in it, or the Republic of Ireland are in it. Do I want them to win? Do I bugger? No, <laughs> I, <laughs> Not at all. I, I really, really don't. And I'm one of these that I like England teams to do well in, in you know, in the Europa League, or you know, that but that's English teams rather than, than Scottish. Teams. Yeah, I wouldn't want Rangers to do well. And of course, there's always the exception to the rule, and it's Tottenham, but um, <laughs> yeah, that is. And you could have that as a can you imagine? The, the passion mm. if Scotland knocked us out of a World Cup and they qualified and it you know it it, it could happen in those home internationals and there's no traveling you know there's no uh, so yep yeah, I get I get your point totally there and before we we move on to the FA Cup um and I want is, is there a, any justification and this is what I've been calling for when I've been talking to my son about this that we should have cancelled just just forget it you know and i, and I know mm -hmm. you know there's countries that have spent a lot of money 
not that Qatar couldn't afford it, but there's our countries out there that spend a lot of money in the infrastructure. FIFA have got more money than the Bank of England, so I'm sure they could compensate. But at the end of the day, what we're going through here, this global pandemic is something that the world has not been ready for. It's something we've not had to do on this scale in anybody's living lifetime. You know, things are changing. We can't go on holiday and yet players can go abroad. You know, there's a lot. And I think there's a lot to be said for actually just cancelling all these and saying, like, OK, let's have a look. If we come out of it in two years, then the World Cup's due to be two years after that. We will then play for that World Cup. Would that not make more yeah. sense? Um, well, you know, as I've said before, Chris, it pains me to uh, to agree with you. So, uh so once more, I won't. Um, no, I, you know, whatever we say about qualifiers and meaningless qualifiers, when we get to the big tournaments, they're great occasions. You know, it gives us something to look forward to. It gives us football in the summer. You know, even that alone is worth doing it. Otherwise, you know, we'll all be watching tennis and God knows what. Um you know, I do love that. Love say, maybe that says more about our marriages than, than the state of English <laughs> football. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. I do know. Um, yeah, but you know, I I love a World Cup. You know, I love the I love the Euros, but I love the World Cup. I love the whole. It would be different, you know. In the, in the Euros, I you know, I really, really hope that we've got fans back in there because I can understand. For me, if there's no fans then cancel it because it these big tournaments are all about the fans. You know, the fans getting together, the atmosphere that they create in and out of the grounds, that's what it's all about. The, the, the game is almost incidental. Obviously, it's really important, but it, it's about that atmosphere that's created. So if there's going to be no fans, it's pointless. I, I, I agree with you on that point, but I'm hoping that um, we'll get some fans in, and there will be some atmosphere. But I, I love, I love the, the the summer football tournaments. I must admit. Again, you know, as back at you there, it hurts me to agree with you. But you are, and, and again, this is going to stick in my throat here. Actually, talking sense. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I jest, of course. But yes, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I as Rob said earlier, and I said right at the start, I like the tournaments. It's just the meaningless games. Mm as we both alluded to and both agreed on, yeah. to get there. And I'm not saying that yeah. we should be scrapping the World Cup or scrapping the Euros, use them, like you say, as qualifiers. I'm just saying at the moment, with the theory the things are, maybe everything should have just been put on hold, you know. But, um, yeah. but you know, there's, there's money involved, and where money is involved, you know, football fans take a... Um, take a back seat and you've got a fan here and i think this is probably uh either your wife or your cousin great analogy to the six nations <laughs> which which is what i thought you were going to say and then you went to the league of nations and i'm thinking like well that doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore it's not the united nations yeah. you really were showing your age um oh, and no, as, thanks, as, as well, <laughs> it will send you the check mate and uh rob <laughs> says he's going to travel to qatar no beers etc very, very true. Very, very true. Well, we're going to have a quick 10-second break. We're going to come back. We're going to flip it on its head now, and we're going to be talking afterwards FA Cup. So what I'm going to say is don't go away. Don't touch that dial. Do I sound professional? I don't think so. <laughs> 
We'll be back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. Now, you see that, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but that's showing my age. I'm like, God, Alan Smith's going to do a jingle for me. And I go to my son, and he's he's just turned 26 um, last week, no, this week, Monday. And uh, he uh, he was saying, oh, Alan Smith, isn't he the guy that does FIFA? I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I am feeling feeling my age at the moment, I'll tell you. And it's my second birthday coming up. Uh, at least... At least he didn't say, uh, do you mean the ex-Leeds and Manchester United player? That That is very true. No, I, if he'd said that, I would have actually um, disowned him, cutting, cut him out of the will, as they say. Um, before we get on to the FA Cup, it's just a bit of a... Because that's where we're going. We are going to Wembley. But it's just a bit of a, a, a drop-in information here for you, just to let you know we've actually got... On Leicester Till I Die TV. And Steve can't be here tonight uh, with it being Friday night. He's working. Um, Steve Linex, he's going to do the preview show on a regular basis. He's done it before. Pleased to welcome along Richard Smith. He's going to be joining us pre-match um, every game or as many games as they are obviously able to fit in. And Julian Watts, who helps us out on the post-match show. So three X-Foxes there that help us out on the old Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's always it's always great because they have they see things, and you know you sat there and you're thinking like you know actually they've got a point, <laughs> they're here. <Yeah. laughs> but um, but hey, hey, it is FA Cup. Mm. It's the Emirates FA Cup, and we are through to the semi-finals. Uh, we're at Wembley, um, so like we said, we are going to Wembley. I don't believe that the semi-finals should be at Wembley because I think that should be you know, for the final. But, of course, it's money and Wembley's got to be paid for. But do you prefer the semis at Wembley or do you prefer to have a semi in Birmingham? Or is that just something you do <laughs> on a good night out? Yeah. Don't you don't you lead me down that path, uh, young Christopher. <laughs> um, I... It'd be interesting because I was going to say, you know, it'd be interesting to get the take uh, of the viewers of, of is there anybody who likes the fact that the semis are at Wembley? Because uh, I don't. I, I, I don't. I think I'm with you, Chris. Um, they, that, that should be the pinnacle. That should be what, what you're playing for to get to Wembley, not uh, not to get there. And then if you win, you, you get there again a few weeks later. So, you know, I remember the last one we were in. I was actually there in uh, against Spurs. I think it was eighty-two. Um, fantastic atmosphere, terrible performance, terrible result, and the journey home was was horrible. Um, but you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. You're right. It, it's we're, we're there because Wembley has to be paid for, and uh, they were guaranteed these games to uh, to get the money. I mean, I'm hoping. I, I don't know. Maybe someone will, will know where. Whether that uh, is a contract that was signed um, forever, that the semis will be at Wembley, or whether it was for a certain set period of time, I don't know. But I'd like to see them going back to uh, to regional uh, grounds, to be honest, and neutral venues. 
knowing, knowing the cost and, and, and how, or remembering how Wembley, the cost of building Wembley seemed to double every year, and, and it was sort of about three years late, even if it is only until it's paid off, we're probably still going to be playing there for sort of, for our lifetime. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I can say, again, I mean, I don't know what's happening to us today. It was... You know, we're agreeing so much, <laughs> Craig. What's happening? You know, it's worrying. Um, it is. It is very worrying. Not sure who this is. Facebook user, but he says Villa Park and Hillsborough were always the semi games. Yes, they were, and that's it, it. You know, you you got to Wembley, and it was a wow. This is Wembley. We're in the final. It was special. You know, now it's yeah. We went to Wembley, and it was kind of the semi final. It's a bit like, you know, when, when the Olympics yeah. were in, you went to Wembley and you were watching um, Nigeria play Cameroon or something. It wasn't, you know, the same, was it? But um, no. I mean, let's have a look here because we've actually been in seven semi-finals um, have, have, mm. have England, um, which was uh, more than um, I, I thought it would be. And Lee... Um, yeah, he agrees with us as well. Nice one, Lee. Um, it does take away that something special from the final. Um, it's got to be there. You've got to, you know, get there. You're in the final. You're at Wembley. But anyway, these are our seven Wembley semi final or seven semi final appearances. Uh, we've won four and we have lost three. Uh, You'll remember the first one here, Craig, 1934. We lost 4-1 to Portsmouth. No, um, oh, it was travesty. <laughs> and, and 1949, we beat Portsmouth. Uh, 61, after three games, we finally got past Sheffield United 2-0. Uh, 63, we got past Liverpool. 69, we got past West Brom. And then twice in my lifetime... Although the, the, the 69 final was in my lifetime, actually, I must admit. A bit too young to remember it. But we had Liverpool when we lost in the replay 3-1 and, of course, that Tottenham game. Um, it is it is a record that we don't particularly want, this getting to more finals than any other team and, and not winning it. Mm. And what I would say is, I mean, I, hopefully it's a good omen. Um, this is the first one in, in my lifetime where... We've got to uh, an FA Cup semi-final and we haven't drawn the uh, the favourites because as you look back there, you know, we, we got Spurs in the in the last time that we were there. And I think the other people in the semi-final were QPR and West Brom, something like that. Yeah. When we got Liverpool, I think it was Newcastle and again, some other uh, sort of lesser team. And we, we've always pulled the big one. Uh, this time we managed to pull Southampton. So, you know, hopefully... Um, that's in our favour, and we can we can do the job. But uh, we haven't got a great record. It is that millstone round the neck, isn't it, of uh, of the only team being in four finals and losing them all? TM, good evening. Thanks for joining us. I presume from that you're a Spurs fan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. um, there's there's nothing to be yeah. sorry for, TM. Don't be sorry. Well, you know it, it's. You know, when, when, when we, you know, if we came third in a two-horse race, we'd be grabbing, you know, yeah. looking back at past, <laughs> past victories that we can. I think, actually the, only, I think the only thing, exactly. I think the only thing to be sorry <laughs> for is being a Spurs fan in the first place. <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah. So, and this is this is the thing with the FA Cup. I and mean, when you look, 
we're in the semis now, and yet, apart from Man United, we had a pretty easy ride when you look at who, who we played this year. Stoke, um, Brighton, um, and I forget who the, the other one was. But, you know, it, it was three away games, but it was three games that, on paper, we should have won. That said, this is Leicester. I know you've got some examples here, but we've struggled. I mean, most recently under Puel at Newport. And, you know, let's never, ever forget um, uh, Wickham Wanderers. And Leatherhead took us sort of, you know, <laughs> all the way. We, we, we've got a bit of a history of, um, of uh, uh, the old banana skin, haven't we? We, we have indeed, and uh, the ones that, that I remember, I, I, I checked back just to get the years right, and obviously there were the ones that you've mentioned, but the uh, the semi-final that we managed to get to, that Spurs one, was the meat in a pretty, pretty shocking sandwich of uh, other years around that. We got to, uh, we got to that one in 1982, obviously on the back of uh, winning that amazing game against Shrewsbury. Um, see, if, It'd be interesting to see if you remember any of these, though. So the previous two years before that, Chris, 1980, we lost a replay away at Harlow. We managed to draw. We, we got a home draw against Harlow, and we managed to draw one all and then lost the replay to non-league Harlow. The following year, we managed to back that up by drawing Exeter at home, drawing 1-1 again and losing the replay 3-1. Then we get to the semi-finals of the FA Cup against Spurs. And then the following year, we lost at home 3-2 to Notts County. Now, that's a pretty shocking state of affairs for a club of our, our size. Uh, you know, the fact that we managed to get to a semi-final in the middle of that. But... Um, Harlow and Exeter, I, 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 they've always just stuck in my mind. I think it's the only time I knew Harlow existed, to be honest. Um, yeah. We managed to lose them. You know, but those ones seem to have been overlooked. I think Wickham, Wickham, Leatherhead, we did manage to get through it, but that's always we sticks did. in yeah. everybody's mind. The Wickham one sticks in everybody's mind for the wrong reasons. But those, Harlow and Exeter, seem to have been exercised from the minds of most Leicester City fans, I think. I think, and, and to be honest with you, and I didn't have a look at this till till now, but I did do this and have this ready to uh, to come up. But this is our FA Cup history, for actually for the last um, um, ten years, quarterfinals yeah. this year and last year, Newport County, like you say, Chelsea. Um, and I remember that one. That was a. a that was that we sh that shouldn't have been that score. I think we should we should have gone through with that. Mm. Millwall with um, Ben Chilwell being scared to take a, a throw in. Um, Spurs. Um, I was there. Aston Villa, Stoke, Huddersfield, Chelsea, Man City. I mean that the funny thing was because um, I follow on Facebook uh, the FA this. Past week they've been showing before the Man United, you know, before the quarters, they were showing quarterfinals from past years. And I'd forgotten that Chelsea game. And it came up with all the showing the Leicester Chelsea one. And I put it on and it literally was the full 90 minutes. And I wish I hadn't. 
because it was that <laughs> 5-2 game. But we were in, I think we were in the second tier then. But um, yeah. there is, yeah, I mean, like you say, we haven't got the, the most illustrious history in this competition. No, no we've not. I, I remember, I've, you know, I was at a few of those. I was at the, uh, um, I was at that Millwall game uh, where uh, uh, Gilwell uh, was too scared to take the throwing. Uh, he had a bad wrist, apparently. Um, but to be fair, you know, he's a young single man. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, Molly Wagyu, I think, uh, made his debut that day as well. The, the unforgettable Molly Wagyu. Um, yeah. I was at the Villa game as well. We lost 2 1. That was a shocking game as well. Um, I've been away. We uh, the uh, the uh, the old den. I've been to the new den and the old den, and saw us lose FA Cup ties there as well. That, that was a horrible one. So, I must admit, um, I've not seen many great FA Cup games uh, away from Filbert Street or uh, the King Power. That's for sure. But you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I, you know, we've got to be looking at uh, at, uh, at this as a really, you know, the best opportunity we've had since the last time um, to get there in 39 years. This, this was the last time we, we, we got to the semis. Um, how many have played these players? Let's just quickly run down the team there. Mark Wallington, I love the guy. I love the guy. The, the song's about his bowl patch. You can never forget that. Uh, John O'Neill, one of our... I think he held the record at one point for being a Leicester player with the most international caps. Old Tommy yeah. Williams there, old Ginger. Yeah, they've got his leg Larry right May. Him. Yeah, Larry May. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Fryer, Eddie Kelly, Andy Peake. Um, bloody hell, Ian Wilson, Gary Lineker, Alan Young. And I was hoping to have him on for this. I say, but he, 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 <laughs> I know he's doing a lot of overtime at the moment. The old swimming winger, Steve Linex There, I mean, the, it wasn't a bad team, was it? When you look back. <laughs> It was a decent team, but um, I, we didn't play at all on that day. You know, uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of uh, off the pitch um, talk about the game as well, because uh, you know I think it wasn't long after the Falklands War and Spurs obviously had Ricky Villa and uh, Osvaldo exactly Ardiles in the time team. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so there was a lot of hype around those two playing and the reaction that they would get. And I remember Ardiles um, crossed the ball for Garth Crooks to score the opening goal. Um, mm. That that game, one thing I remember apart from uh, poor old to- Tommy Williams having his leg broken by uh, Tony Galvin was um, was Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle was just fantastic that day. Uh, we couldn't get anywhere near him. Um, you know, not surprising when you you see that he was up against Eddie Kelly, but. Um, but we had a decent team. We had a decent team, and I think we just froze on the day, to be honest. Andrew, I've got to agree with you here, totally. Got a good chance of winning this one, and you won't be allowed to attend, Craig. There was a bit of a pattern developing there, wasn't there? You know, Craig couldn't believe that we actually lost at the old den, so we had to go to the new den and make sure that we lost there as well. Good evening, Andrew. Thank yeah, you for joining um, us. Yeah, that's that's my... Yeah, that's my brother uh, chirping up there. Um, thank you very much for reminding me. Um, <laughs> I did. I did wonder, to be honest with you, with with, with the name. Um, Lee saying there, Southampton won't be easy. And are we no. going back? Going back to the Wickham game. Um, no. well, I hate to do it, but we have to. 
be careful what you wish for. I think I've mm. said this when we've done, you know, we've talked FA Cup before. We that game, Wickham were the lowest team. We wanted yeah. um, a home tie. We wanted to play Wickham because they were the lowest team. We got the home tie. We got Wickham. And we all know what happened. Uh, although we did have Peter Taylor as manager, which, of course, was a, a big advantage for Wickham. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it it was no disrespect to Southampton. If you look at the table, they are simply the lowest team. They are going through a, a bad patch, but they've got through to a semi-final of the FA Cup. It isn't going to be 9-0. I mean, there was all the joke about it's the battle of the 9-0 winners that will play them. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I worry that which Leicester will turn up because if it's the Leicester that turn up against Southampton that played Man United, we won't, I don't think we'll have a problem. But if it's the one that played Brighton in the FA Cup turns up, I, I, will, I will be worried. I think... You know, I think we shall be, um, how can I put this? I think we'll be carried along on the wings of Brendan's ego um, because we, Brendan, you know, he's mentioned it quite a lot in post-match interviews. You know, he makes out that um, that he, he's constantly reminded of our history, but he, he's very well aware of our history in the FA Cup. And I'm sure that he wants to be the one um, at the helm when we win it for the first time. So I don't think there's any chance at all that Brendan will allow the team to take Southampton lightly at all. Uh, lightly uh, at all. You know, we, we did that a little bit in the league after we beat them 9-0 and we got a bottom spanked with a 1-0 uh, reverse or a 1-0 or 2-1. I'm not sure what it was, but they beat us in the return games. So, I, yeah, I, I think Brendan wants to win this as much for his own ego, to be honest. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yeah, um, yeah. He wants to be the manager that wins the FA Cup for us. Um, so I don't think there's any chance of him taking it lightly. And it would, I think, be his first major cup as well. He's, you know, part outside of Scotland, of course. Um, yeah. First English major cup. Um, and yeah. it would probably be mean more because it's, 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 it's not Celtic. And yeah. you know, you, you, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, that he would want to. But if you know th those games that I was mentioning, like the Brighton one, the Wolves one, they're games that we haven't lost. We've played badly, but we, we've we've well, we managed to sneak one. We drew another because I think mm. we've learned from last year when we had this bad patch this time last year, and it actually looks like. We've, you know, we looked at what happened. We have actually learned from it, and I don't feel as worried this time because obviously this time last season was when it was all sort of going um, boob up, sort of thing. And I feel a yeah. little bit more confident in the fact that management players have learned from that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it definitely appears that way. You know, we're uh, uh, we seem to be hanging on and and uh, and, and playing well and, and playing well through the bad patches that we've had in terms of injuries and uh, you know you really encourage I, I saw a, a recent interview with Yuri Thielmans just uh, just a four or five minute interview mm. um, on uh, on Leicester's uh, own channel and uh, you know he talked about their, their mindset um, that they they've got a group of individuals who want to improve uh, as well as individuals and as a team and I think when you get that 
you know, they all push each other on. And I think we've got that now. We've got players who are ambitious individually, but also ambitious for the team and to, and to do it for Leicester. Um, so what I would say is that I'm, I'm not sure where this game fits into our run of league games, but I would hope that we have got the points that we want to get out of the league games that are coming up after Man City. Um, so if we do, for whatever reason, um, come up short against Southampton, there's not then a hangover to take into the uh, the league games following it because we know our last three games are going to be really tough ones. So I think it's a really, really important time. We've got, obviously, Man City next weekend. We've yep. then got um, West Ham on the 11th of April. Uh, we've got... Then it is the Southampton game on the 18th. And it's going to be on BT. And I see a few fans kicked mm. off that the BBC chose Chelsea Man City. But come on. <laughs> if the BBC had first choice, if it's a non-Leicester fan, that's the game you would go for, <laughs> in fairness. Yeah. Um, we're following that up the following, uh, the following week with a home game against Crystal Palace, followed up by an away trip to Southampton. <laughs> and then Newcastle before we hit those final three games. So, yeah. whatever happens in the FA Cup, we've actually got our not so difficult game, shall I put it that way, following it before the, the, the last three, you know, when it's mm. games of death, possibly. Yeah, but you, I mean, the, the worry is, you know, if, uh, you know, th this is where management comes into its own, isn't it? That, um, You've got to get your players through the good results and the bad results. And uh, if for whatever reason, as I say, we, we came up short against Southampton, the next two games that we've got after that, or two or three games, are the ones that we need to win to secure the top four spot. Now, that can either go one of two ways. Either they realise that they've missed an opportunity and they won't miss a second opportunity, so they'll, they'll give everything, or they'll feel sorry for themselves. And I can't help think that last season um, we felt sorry for ourselves after losing out to Aston Villa in the semi-final, um, and, and we, we 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 didn't we didn't come back from that particularly well. Hopefully, that feeling will be taken into this FA Cup semi-final, uh, and they won't yeah. want to feel that that loss of a semi-final again. So, you know, it, it is about using your highs and more importantly using the lows that you come up against in football to go forward and make you stronger. So hopefully we've got a strong enough manager and a strong enough set of players mentally to, to see us through whatever happens in these next couple of games. We've also got a West Brom game to fit in as well. Um, that was the one that was obviously cancelled because we're, we're in, you know, we're playing Southampton and um, yeah, <laughs> they're gone, let's be honest with you. Um, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice, Chris, um, if, you know, wherever that was fitted in, if we could be the ones to send West Brom and Sam Allardyce down, that would be quite pleasant. Oh, I I don't mind West Brom, but I don't like Sam Allardyce. That I always is, find it exactly. what I, whatever. I, and but this season, and I understand I understand teams replacing managers. Good God, I mean, look at you know after after Claudio, we went through them pretty quickly ourselves. Um, I do get that, but poor old. Um, Oh God, I've forgotten his name now. That was that was manager of West Brom before Billich, Levan Billich. 
he wasn't given a chance. And that that's why I think, you know, I mean, when we got rid of Claudio Ranieri, it was three quarters of the way almost through the season. But FA Cup, I, uh, you and... Sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, very quickly, I spoke to a West Brom uh, fan this week and uh, he was he said he spoke for most West Brom fans who loved Slavin Bilic, hated the fact that they got rid of him, hated the fact that they then replaced him with Sam Allardyce. And a lot of the fans would gladly relegate, get relegated if it meant getting rid of Big Sam. So, uh, as I say, it'd be nice to help those fans out. It would, it would. And on top of all that, they, they've got Boiler as a mascot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> take that whichever way you want to. She's a very nice woman normally, yeah. I believe. Anyway, great. you and me, we're, we're, we're not so many years apart. I do have a few years on you, uh, as, in, as in being the older one. Not wiser, certainly, but certainly older. <laughs> FA Cup, when I was growing up, you woke up in the morning, you had your breakfast, you plonked yourself down in front of either ITV or BBC, depending um, you know, where your allegiance lied, and you watched probably flick between the channels to catch the specials. You know, you had your It's a Knockout yeah. special, you, you had your Question the Sport special, then yeah. you were on the t- team coach and, and the embarrassment of that and being interviewed. And... <laughs> I do miss that. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. And I didn't care. It wasn't the case of, and, and my family, I was the only one that was into football. It wasn't the case of I could sit down with my dad and go, come on, dad, let's have some family time and watch the FA Cup or him saying it to me. But I didn't care the fact that Leicester weren't playing. It was just the whole, you know, it was yeah. like Christmas specials. These were FA Cup specials. It was a. It was just something about it, wasn't there? Was it? It was a great day, as you say, and I remember all of that. The uh, it's knockout question of sport. You know, you did. You got up in the morning. There was a whole run through. You know, you just sat there in front of the TV. These specials would come on. Then there was the game, and then amazingly enough, it doesn't happen these days. Obviously, um, whoever won the cup uh, was then interviewed in the tunnel with a scarf around them, drinking a pint of milk. Um, you know, <laughs> those days have gone as well. You know, <laughs> every player seemed to be given a, a, you know, none of these branded, um, branded, uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. we've, got, we've got our uh, space watcher. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. You know, these days of branded Lucas egg bottles of Gatorade, God knows what, everybody was thrust a bottle of milk in their hand at the end of the FA Cup final yes. through the 70s at least. But yeah, it was a great occasion and a, and a great day. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure we'll ever get it back, but I really hope we do at some point. Yeah, agree totally. Craig, thank you so much. I'm going to ask you this, and we are a bit in advance of it, but, you know, like I say, let's not take Southampton lightly, and I don't think we will. I don't think Brendan will let them. Um, can we do it? Can we actually win the whole I've, thing? I've, I've got a funny feeling that it's our year, Chris. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, don't record this and play it back after we've lost 4-0 to Southampton. But I've just got that feeling. <laughs> you know, when, it was like as soon as I saw... We, we did the, the, the pre-match show with uh, with Richard Smith before the, uh, the Man U um, tie. And it was like when that team sheet came in, it was like, you know what? I just got a feeling that it's our year. That team sheet sort of lifted me. I think it mm. probably lifted the players you know, to see who Man U were playing. And I just thought maybe this is it. This is our year. So uh, 
but yeah, you know, I, I I think we can. And Man City, you know, Man City managed to lose to Wigan in FA Cup final not many many years ago. So uh, I don't think there's any reason why we can't go all the way. And let's be honest with you, don't know what's going to happen next week, but obviously we've done one over Man City. We shouldn't be scared of Man City if we get them in the final. And, you know, with no disrespect to Chelsea, but we're presuming it would be be Man City. Um, So, yeah, like you say, there's there's, there's nothing to be really scared of. I don't think, I know what you're saying. I mean, you know, sometimes you look at the cup and you go, our names, I remember, I think it was the first, League Cup we won under Martin O'Neill. We were winning like I think two or three rounds on penalties and everything was going in our favour. Yeah. And it was one of those like our names on the cup. I don't know if yeah. it's, it's quite that, but I do know what you mean. And we've got Barnes to come back, we've got Madison to come back. I don't think James Justin will be back in time. I think he, he yeah. may be out, but you know, with with those two back, Inacho is on fire at the moment, you know. God, God knows what what as you know Brendan's done to him but my god he's he's come across a formula that is working yeah. um it, it, it's there to say you know let's not forget you know it was only sort of five six years ago when we sat here and we'd probably have been saying had we been doing this yeah, we can win it this season it's gonna be our season <laughs> yeah. so you never know yeah. you know you never know. Um, love it if we meet Mares and did a job, Rob. I think we probably all would, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. As much as I love him for what he did, the way he left soured it for me. Uh, yeah, like you say, yeah. we, we can't take Southampton lightly. No, we did that. No, I think we did that with, like you say, in, in, in the match after the 9 0, and we were playing it before they came out, and that was all Southampton needed to do was watch that, you know. But they're a funny team, Southampton, a bit like us. They've, they've had some an up-and-down season. But we'll we'll be back next Friday when we will be previewing. I'll get my teeth in and say that. Be previewing the Man City game. Tuesday, we've got a football show. It's going to be the general football show, which is the forum show, which we now do on a Tuesday because we haven't got any uh, European games. So Tuesday is going to be um, myself and Josh. And we're being joined by the man himself, more red cards than goals, I think, in the Premier League. I don't know if he still holds the record for the number of red cards. But Walsh himself, Steve Walsh there. And uh, if you've got any questions for him, get them in. And uh, we'll be talking to him on Tuesday. Craig, mate, as always, you are the wise old sage. Thank you so much for coming on, as always, on a Thursday, yeah. on a Friday. I'm not with it at all. And, um, yeah, just and your brother there says just... He looks like you as well, doesn't he? Uh, just praying our players come Thanks. back from international duty fully fit. That was the other thing, going right back to the start, of course. Well, we don't need it this year, mm. is if when they come back injured. But yeah, fingers crossed true. for true. that. True. Craig, thank you very, very much. Have an amazing weekend as much as you can do. Restrictions Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. So hopefully we can do a little yeah. bit more. Love you for coming on. Take care, mate. Stay safe, and we'll see you uh, see you next week. Cheers now. Cheers. So, yep, it is. If you can be bothered, <laughs> England this um, this weekend. I think we've. I don't know who we've got. If I'm being honest with you, I heard it announced. Uh, I really, really don't know who we've got, and I won't be watching it. I don't think. Get to the tournament. 
play some proper games, some proper games, and then you'll probably get me interested. Guys, thanks for watching. This will be on the old podcasts in about um, 20 minutes. You can catch us there on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, on Anchor, uh, Google, and um, Podcast Addict. They are all under Leicester Till I Die. And if you've got a smart speaker, just say, please find the podcast Leicester Till I Die. And you can listen to us on that if you so wish to. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, guys. We'll be back on Tuesday. Me, Josh, and Steve Walsh. Join us for then. It's going to be interesting. Take care. See you then. Bye-bye now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.